MoreLikeRadio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink, always drink. I blame this all on Kevin, DM you. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. And he only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume? Oh, I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume, awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show. Because by hour two, he's blitzed. I'm bad. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin, some stupid kid. Weird name. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it? it nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin. Right? So you're blaming the drunkard. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunkard, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Drink a barf, drunkie! Yeah, I didn't think I was going to be here tonight either, so blame the fucking snow. I can't do anything about it. Welcome to Alcohol by Volume. It's Tuesday, January, uh, what is it, January 21st, 2014. If you would like to Skype into the show, Alcohol by Volume, all one word, or you can call 862-345-7125, that's 862-ALCOHOL. Like I mentioned, I was not supposed to be doing a live show tonight. I was actually supposed to be doing a video shoot up in Pennsylvania, and because of the wonderful, 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 stupid fucking weather, um, that got postponed until next Tuesday, which means my planned vodka shenanigan anniversary show is going to have to be pushed back until the first week of February. I know everybody's so disappointed, aren't you? Well, I don't know. Maybe Dennis is, because he likes listening to my... uh, vodka ramblings but yeah so i realized this morning once i found out the shoot was canceled for this evening i'm like "Eh, fuck it i might as well do a show because i know i'm not gonna be able to do one next week so i had to bust my ass and figure out some prep to talk about and i think i found some shit and if not if it's not interesting blame the fucking snow don't blame me okay Uh, so beers that i found this week and actually, it was mm, kind of it was kind of late last week. I finally found that Yards Brewing uh, sticky toffee pudding. It's tasty, not as flavorful as I expected it to be. But to be fair, I've never had actual sticky toffee pudding. So, uh, yeah, with that, I don't know. I, I'm probably not the best person to judge the accuracy of the flavor with that. Perhaps you'd you'd want to ask a Brit with that. But it was okay. But definitely not as good as the banana bread beer that they do. Also found another new Dewclaw beer that I hadn't seen before, so I think it's new. I didn't pick it up, but I want to. Chocolate Raspberry Stout. I don't remember the name of it offhand, but it's a chocolate raspberry stout from Dewclaw. I like the fruit beers. I like the chocolate beers, so why not combine that? And then I also I found another chocolate beer that I... I'd want to try it, but I would not have very high hopes for it at all. 
it actually it technically wasn't even a beer. It was a cider. Right there, it kind of tells you that it might be kind of... Ugh. It's Woodchuck Cellar Series Chocolate. Now, chocolate and strawberry goes well together. Chocolate and other berry-type fruits go well together. Chocolate and apple. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I've had chocolate-dipped apple before. But normally when you think apple, you're mixing it with caramel. I would try it, but again, I would not have high hopes for that. That That's a weird, weird mixture. And I, I seem to be... I seem to be losing my taste for ciders more and more as time goes by anyway. So I don't I don't even know if I'd really take the chance on that necessarily. I'd probably try another IPA necess- thinking about that before I do that. And speaking of the IPAs, I, I killed off the IPAs that I bought last week. I finished with the Dogfish Head 60-Minute IPA and the Left Hand 400-Pound Monkey. Uh, that last one's an English IPA, actually. And strangely, as it, the further I got into the bottles, the more I started to almost like them. I'm not sure. I, I I might be developing my palate for IPAs. I don't know. It's one of those tough things where am I fooling myself into thinking that I'm liking it? Am I trying to really force myself into liking it and convincing myself that kind of thing? So it, it's one of those kind of things, like, pe- people that know me know I have uh, some some anxiety issues here and there, and it's kind of one of those things where I convince myself that I'm feeling anxious, and I get anxious over it, and it kind of loops itself around. That's kind of the way I feel with this. Am I liking the IPAs because I'm supposed to, or am I liking it because I actually like it? You know, even even a better example, and this t- ties into the anxiety thing too. I will get anxiety over being hungry. So am I genuinely hungry or am I thinking I should be hungry, therefore? That's probably a better analogy. But you, In any case, I did not find them horrible. I drank them. I didn't dump them. The Dogfish Head one in particular, I'd probably drink that again. I don't know if I'm at the point where I'd buy a six-pack. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm getting getting to that stage. I mean, I think about foods that I eat now that I probably would not have touched 10 years ago. And, you know, palate evolves over time. I think about foods that I touch now that I would not have touched, you know, 20 years ago or stuff that I did eat 20 years ago that I wouldn't go near now. So I'm hoping that my beer tastes are doing the same kind of thing that, you know, certain certain things I'll I'll lose my taste for and certain things I'll gain a taste for. I don't know. Just part, part of getting old, part of getting old at this point or just part of being an alcoholic and needing new flavors for the buzz. I don't know. Uh, so the beers I have right now. I still have one bottle of Dragon Stout left over from last Friday's Brain Stew. And if you have not downloaded that, do it tonight. Go to morelikeradio.org, search for Brain Stew, and uh, get that immediately. And then also check the uh, Friends of MLR Facebook group for links to the censored YouTube video with Joe's cock, balls, and asshole completely covered up. Or. If you really want to look at Joe's cock, balls, and asshole as a remote 
goes into his ass and a doorknob goes into his ass and a USB plug goes into his ass. Go to tinyurl.com slash sit in my piss for the full uncensored and I'm warning you very not safe for work version. If you do not want to see cock and balls and ass, go for the censored version. But it is hilarious. That was it. And then it, just the stuff that happened after the video with Joe's prank calls and everything. M- make sure you download the full podcast for that. Just because that was that was show of the year material right there. It was fantastic. Uh, oh, and then, okay, the other beers I have right now. I was talking about Dragon Stout and then Brain Stew. I also still have that growler of General Washington's Tavern Porter, and presently I am drinking the bottle of Delirium Nocturnum that I had last week. Finally got around to cracking that open. I figured, why not? I have, I have no idea if I'm going to have to work tomorrow because of snow. Mm-hmm. I spent maybe like 10 minutes snow blowing the main drag of my driveway so that if I am called into work tomorrow, which given my campus where I work, I am assuming that they are going to say, oh yeah, you got to come in and they won't have plowed anything on campus. They won't have shoveled anything on campus. That's just kind of the way it goes. Uh, but I will be there probably. Uh, and then maybe I, maybe I can actually run again on a lunch break. So uh, I'm not getting my ass kicked on Fitbit by Royce. I mean, good God. Like over the last seven days, let's see. the uh, Yeah, Royce is now beating me by... Jesus Christ. Beating me by five... Th- no, I'm sorry, not five thousand. Fifty thousand and... Wait, 50, yeah, 50,000 and uh, 50, eh, f- about 53,000 steps over the last seven days. Yeah, he is, he's killing me. In fact, I've, I've dropped so low in the standings that Dutch's girlfriend, Kelly, is, uh, well, we've been kind of swapping back and forth where I'll, I'll overtake her, she'll overtake me. It, it has not been pretty. So that's what happens when I don't run during the weekend. Well, actually, I ran on Sunday, I think. But when I miss days of running, you guys don't care. I run so I can drink beer, but I also run to try and beat Royce, but there's there's no beating Royce now unless I just like run 20 miles at work tomorrow, which is not going to happen because I actually have work to do. And I don't have a long enough lunch break for that. So uh, Royce is killing me. Kudos to him. Props to him. Cheers for him. Everything like that. Uh... Okay, and in case anybody is listening live but is not in the chat, please join me. Keep me company. More like radio.com slash live because I, well, there is no activity and there is dead tonight. And it's probably because people still thought I was not going to be live tonight, which is fine, which is fine. I can deal with it. Ah, what other beer stuff do I have going here at my house? I still need to bottle my winter ale. It's gone. It's two weeks plus a couple days in that uh in the mr beer barrel so hopefully tonight after my show i'll be able to do that although fuck i still got some i gotta case a bunch of cds that i gotta deliver to a client tomorrow so uh of course that's presupposing that i have work tomorrow blah 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 but i gotta i gotta take care of that i considered carving it or at least some of it in one of my growlers but reading up on that online i found out that might not be the best idea could result in a beer bomb in which case 
the growler would explode in my fridge. And I really don't want that to happen, mainly because I like my growlers and I like my wife not wanting to kill me. So I'm not going to do that. But I may pour five of the carb bottles when they're done into one growler, but I'm not sure how long that would keep compared to a growler filled at the store or a brew pub. Uh, I haven't had any carbonation problems when getting the growlers that way. Coming from bottles like this, bottles that I brewed, I'm not sure. Uh, So I'm curious if anybody else has attempted that, how long the beer kept. It's not like it would take me forever to drink the beer, but just in case, you never know. And uh, I'm thinking with this with this stuff, any of the Mr. Beers that I've done, pretty much I can toy with those uh, beer flavoring Mio water things that I have. What the fuck are the names of them? On was it on tap? I think. Uh, yeah, on tap. I got the American Ale. I got the Pale Ale. Still got those here. Uh, they were so cheap that I, you know, it's not a big deal. I mean, I could toss them and I wouldn't really care. But why not? You know, sometimes it'll make a not as great beer better. Um. Uh, Oh, and plus, of course, I could, with the winter ale, because I'll have so much of it, I could probably use one to make one last Flaming Dr. Pepper with the Bacardi 151 I have left, which is about one shot's worth. So, not terribly exciting there. And lastly, I figured out the perfect use for a cheapy flask I got on Woot a while back. I uh, decided to just fill it with a rum, which I will most definitely not hide at work or anything, and I certainly, certainly wouldn't even think of adding it to my morning Starbucks coffee there because that would be wrong and, you know, against the rules of work and all that stuff. So definitely not going to do that. Um, does that, like, if I'm drinking rum in the morning, does that make me a pirate or something? I know I saw some kind of sign about that or some quote online. I don't fucking know. Uh, okay, so I, I'll get into the bits of news that I managed to drag out today. It, believe me, it was it was not fun trying to figure out prep for today. It, I don't know, because this seemed like one of those weeks where there wasn't a lot going on, but I did find a, a shitload of new releases, so at least I had something there. And if I don't necessarily hit the full two hours, that's how it goes. Especially considering I don't have anybody keep me company in the chat. More like radio.com slash live, you fuckers. Come on. So a new food safety law in California is requiring bartenders to wear gloves. Which, uh, uh, I, I kind of understand it given everything that bartenders handle. In terms of being a purist with the showmanship, uh, some of the bartending photos that you get... Just the ability to, like the you know lemon twist and stuff like that, it's it's kind of BS in that realm. And besides, the alcohol is probably more than capable of killing off whatever the bartender may have on his hands, unless it's a really filthy bar rescue situation. Let me uh, let me jump into the article here. It's from Inside Scoop, San Francisco. Uh, not a lot in the article, but I guess it uh, it's a new amendment to California food safety law that bear that bans barehanded food contact in restaurants. It's kind of a broad broad uh, what the fuck is the word that I want? Broad categorization, broad I don't know. It geez, I haven't even been drinking that much yet. Ugh. Hello listeners. 
it it's kind of an overarching thing just in restaurants in general. Uh, it's a regulation that has received a scorn, not to mention eye-rolling of chefs and diners alike, even though the state has agreed for a soft enforcement period in the first half of the year. This week, the Los Angeles Times smartly points to another area affected by the new law, bars. Since food employees shall not contact uh, exposed ready-to-eat food with their bare hands, bartenders must wear gloves or use tweezers or other utensils when touching ice garnishes or similar ingredients that go directly in the drink. Okay. Most of the time when they're icing drinks, they're just using the glass to do it or the uh, the shaker. Uh, you know, yeah, you could use tongs, I guess, to get the ice too if you really want to. But tongs or tweezers for the garnishes, and I don't know about that. It, it's it's one of those things that has not been a problem up to this point. I don't know why it suddenly is now. Uh, quote in the article, technically speaking, these rules do apply to bars, says Angel- Angelica Pappas, a spokeswoman for the California Restaurant Association. It's been a common question we've heard, so there may be more information to come on this and guidance documents from the health inspector. And the article goes on to say it'll take some of the romanticism out of twist or a toothpick spiked martini olive. Also, California cocktail photography will never be the same. Like, like I said there with the pictures. Now, of course, there are you know, comments all in here. A lot of people seem to be saying, yet plastic bags are banned, but they want you to use all these gloves now. So, I don't know. Um, there was there, the, Probably the best quote in the comments on this article was from Map Guy. Uh, wash the lemons properly, store the olives properly, wash your hands before you touch the garnish or ice, keep the tools, glasses, bar area clean, stuff that should be done anyway, and no need for gloved bartenders. And that's true. If they're doing it properly, yeah. However, they're touching money. They're not washing their hands after every touch of money. I mean, even if you, I don't know, even if you keep an anti-back dispenser on the wall behind the bar or something. But like I said before, the the alcohol is probably killing just about anything, excuse me, that could cause problems there. And if it's not one of the filthy bar rescue situations where you have dead bugs in the drinks and cockroaches crawling out of the rubber seals at the end of the bar and all that stuff, you're probably not going to have a problem with that. I'm I'm probably, well, you know what? I'm not even necessarily worried about that with food prep either because I would think more of the contamination problem would not be coming from someone's hands in the food prep area, although somebody like Hammy might be able to debunk that for me. But it probably comes from the actual prep area. It doesn't have to do with contaminants on the hands. It has to do with contaminants in the prep, contaminants in the pans, contaminants in the you know oven, uh, the 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 exhaust fan, you know stuff like how in bar rescue you always see you know oh look at all this grease this is you know all this stuff is falling into your food stuff like that. That's my guess. And that the hands are the least of the worries. And a seasoned chef is going to probably have more problems with precision and everything if they got gloves in their way. I mean, you look at a show like Top Chef when it comes to cooking. They're doing everything barehanded. There's never been a question about that. If they're doing 
a Top Chef season in California again, they gonna all have to wear gloves whenever they're prepping stuff, or is there some kind of? Well, you know, if they're doing restaurant wars, yeah, they'd probably have to legally. I don't know. Uh, all, all these r- crazy regulations with shit like that. It, I don't know. We, we've been fine without it before. I don't know why it's such a big deal now. Um, okay, let's see what I got next here. Uh, this was one. That I, I saw it before, but Hammy also posted it on, I, I think just on his Facebook. I don't even think... Uh, he posted it in MLR or anything. You know that I enjoy Yingling beer. They used to make ice cream and then stopped. They're making ice cream again. However, it's separate from the beer. So sadly, there's no true beer-flavored ice cream yet. And they, it didn't seem like they were really going to go down that road either, that they were going to keep the ice cream separate from the beer and that it's really you know it's sharing the name there there is a black and tan flavor but it's belgian chocolate and salted caramel they're just saying it's a nod to the beer side of things so mingling ice cream apparently it was delicious in its time so i've kind of fallen off from really enjoying ice cream all that much lately stupid healthy bullshit but uh I don't know. Maybe maybe eventually they'll do like limited edition where they'll try and mimic a draft beer flavor, but I get the feeling they're not going to do that and just are going to keep doing what they did before. However, there is an old favorite that is producing something with a beer flavor. It is Jelly Belly. Everybody should love Jelly Belly jelly beans. I actually don't really care for regular jelly beans. I, I have to eat Jelly Belly because they just taste better. Well, they're producing a beer-flavored jelly bean. Uh, see, it's a Hefeweizen-inspired ale flavor for what they're going to call draft beer jelly belly flavor. It's been three years in development, no alcohol in it. It's got a clean flavor profile with a hint of sweetness and a bready aroma. The vice president in charge of manufacturing for Jelly Belly, he says it smells like an ale house in the factory when they're making that particular flavor. That's kind of a cool thing. And given all the you know Food Network shows I've seen and you know Good Eats and I know even Dirty Jobs did a thing where they were they were messing with creating flavors and aromas and things like that. It actually surprises me a bit that they that it took them this long to really get to that proper flavor. And it, this isn't the first alcohol inspired uh, jelly bean that they've had. Uh, let's see, I think they had in the article here. Uh non-alcoholic gourmet flavor first created in 1977 with the Mai Tai and then more flavors from blackberry brandy to strawberry daiquiri were developed inspired by popular cocktails over the years favorite flavors like pina colada in 1983 margarita in 1995 and mojito in 2010 have helped carve out the jelly belly cocktail classics collection of six cocktail flavors apparently there is also a blog that decided to figure out mixing the Jelly Belly draft beer jelly bean with other Jelly Bellies to create beer cocktail flavors. They're saying two draft beer beans with one peach, you get beer sangria. Two draft beer with one red apple, beer cider. I can see that working. And two draft beer plus one lemon lime plus one Tabasco. And I know I'm going to butcher this term. because I've seen it before. I've 
tried to say it before, uh, Michelada, I believe. I believe that's the right pronunciation of it. So you could uh, get little combinations there. I I could see maybe mixing the draft beer. My guess, maybe mixing the draft beer with the hot chocolate. You might be able to create something not unlike a chocolate stout. Don't know. Jelly Belly's cool like that. It's going to be releasing early this year, so I I will keep an eye out for that because I like Jelly Belly and I like beer, obviously. So I think that's kind of a cool thing to have going on there. Sorry, so uh, chugging from this bottle with it since I'm just drinking straight from the the huge like it was like 26 ounce delirium bottle. It's a little a little bit more difficult to drink from it. I just I didn't feel like pouring into a glass tonight because I'm fucking lazy. Okay. Um let's see what's going on here. I'm just, at this point I'm just refreshing the chat just to make sure it's not just me and yeah, I know. Well, I see some people in the chat, but I don't know if they're actually there. Who knows? They may just be people that never leave, which is fine. Dedicated listeners. Uh, Brooklyn Brewery. They're going to be opening at the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York in 2015. I got this from Eater.com. Not eat her, but Eater. E-A-T-E-R.com. Uh, the Culinary Institute of America has announced that it will partner with the beer experts at Brooklyn Brewery to bring a small brewery to Hyde Park, as explained in the press release below in this article. The Brooklyn Brewery at the Culinary Institute of America will be housed within a new student union building on campus. Not only will it offer beer to of-age students and campus visitors, but the Brooklyn Brewery will also be a, quote, research and development classroom where students and faculty can experiment with beer production. Brewmaster Garrett Oliver is planning to be on campus regularly and will be working with the Culinary Institute of America to, to develop a curriculum around his beer facilities. The brewery is also planning to serve four signature beers that will be served in their restaurants. The project is slated to open in the summer of 2015. I think that's actually a good thing because it will... You get that integration of cooking with beer, pairing beer with different foods. Brooklyn Brewery... And working in New York like that, it, it's the perfect marriage right there. Um, yeah, comment in the article, a long, long time overdue in exposing these students to not just the art of brewing, but beer education in general. They receive hours and hours of wine education. Now, that I did not know that the Culinary Institute, they really, apparently they devote a lot to wine education. Why not beer? Uh, beer has come a long way in the past 30 years, deserves to be acknowledged. And completely, completely true. Completely true. So that's that's an interesting one. Um, actually, makes me makes me wish I uh, had gone to culinary school now, instead of useless degree that I have right now. Uh, Jim Beam was apparently, and I had no idea about this until I saw. It. Th- this was an article from a week ago. Somehow, I completely missed this. Jim Beam was acquired by a Japanese company. I got this from BeerStreetJournal.com. Uh, Bourbon makers Jim Beam and Maker's Mark were purchased by Japanese company Suntory for $13.6 billion. Privately held company is well known for producing Japan's first whiskey. Jim Beam stock, uh, they're talking about the stock, how it changed, blah, 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 blah. Deal also reportedly includes the assumption of company debt, raising the total transaction to $16 billion. I had not previously heard of Suntory, but 
I, I don't keep track of a lot of the Japanese uh, distilleries and breweries and stuff like that. But apparently, Suntory was founded back in 1899, building their first distillery over the next decade then. They own fitness clubs and gyms, flower producers, beverage brands, and even subway restaurants in Osaka, Japan. So they do they dip themselves into a lot of different things. Uh, Jim Beam says the U.S.-based management team will continue to run the business. In addition to Jim Beam and Maker's Mark, the company also owns, and I am going to botch this pronunciation too, Lafroig Scotch, uh, Pinnacle Vodka, Canadian Club, and more. I'm seeing in the image here, I'm seeing uh, Sauzer Tequila, Cavassier, uh, and another thing that I cannot recognize. But, uh, yeah, the Japanese are taking over. Uh, I, I, I like Maker's Mark, so I hope that does not produce bad results for them. Um... Let's see what I got here. Oh, okay. This was a video that I I guess people were getting pissed that it was showing up repeatedly in the in the beer subreddit on Reddit. And I can understand you don't want a lot of different reposts, but well, I, I it was you know it was topical. Um, this is from I don't know if it's a comedy troupe or just you know like a college humor kind of group called Nacho Punch. But it's called Hipsters Love Beer. I watched this video initially and thought it was starting kind of lame. It got progressively better as it went on. Um, I mean, uh, last Wednesday, Hippo Juice did their hipster NFL logos. So this will be my hipster break for you guys. I'll I'll post it in the chat if there's anyone there that wants to uh, watch along. But I swear I'll have a video element for this show. Oh, now I'm seeing people in the chat. Jesus Christ, it's Mitch. Thank you. Ooh. Uh, Marianne in the chat too. And yep, the snow turned her one and a half hour drive into three hours. So I totally understand that. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. What is Mitch saying? New beer releases silhouette from lift bridge. Um, damn. Since Minnesota has such awesome liquor laws, they're only allowed to brew a specific amount each year. The barrel age is even more rare than the bottle he sent me. And it was amazing. Sold out Saturday, the day it was released. Yeah, I saw I saw your pictures from Liftbridge, you fuckers. Oh, I hope you had a good time there. I really, damn it, Th- this summer I gotta hit the breweries out here. I, oh, I I never never get a goddamn chance to. <sighs> anyway, let me paste this video in the in the chat here. I appreciate you two showing up. I thought I was all alone. So this is hipsters love beer, and I'll just kind of let this play through. Uh, let me make sure. My browser is not muted. Okay. Um, like I said, it, I, it started off slow, but then it kind of got worth it. It the set. I'll, I'll ugh, fucker. I'll set up the clip. It's basically shot at a bar, and you have all these different hipsters coming up, ordering different beers, and you get some ridiculous names going on, stuff like that. It does kind of have something worth it but at the end and you know or by the end and well, Batman makes an appearance so why not uh, let me make sure I got my levels up and go Nacho Punch I've been working at this bar for two months now and I gotta say these people are really into their craft beers 
Can I get a Pooch Daddy Saison? You guys got any Blue Caboose Barley Wine? One doppelganger doppelbach. You know, it's got that woody top note that I always look for. And he's drinking wood. Can I get an arrogant bastard? Can I get a pompous asshole? Can I get a dickhead neighbor who doesn't respect property lines and keeps growing his hedges on my side of the fence despite numerous emails and a surveyor that came out from City Hall to delineate my property boundaries? Pike glass, please. Hey, yeah, can I just get a pale ale? A stale ale. Christian Bale ale! Oh, that's hoppy. Oh, yeah. Batman. It's real good. And it comes in a fedora. Yes, he's drinking out of a fedora. Let me get a Clifford's to Wadnum. Yeah, you know I like it because it gets you a good body drunk, you know? Oh, that's like a, a glassy finish? It's called a dog sweat. It's served outside of the glass. Can I get a baby dick Belgian white? I'll have a Harry Porter in a goblet of fire. It's a very okay, light lager, but it's served in a urine sample cup. It's so bitter, you'll no longer be able to dream. Yeah, it's brewed by slutty nuns up in the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> yeah, it's a Dr. Filsner Pilsner. Pretends to be beer, but it's not. It's an amber ale, and it's served in a bird feeder. It's just a cinnamon challenge mixed with water. Okay, you know what? I'm pausing right here. They fucking ripped that off from me. God damn it. I did the cinnamon challenge mixed, well, it was mixed with was it? Cinnamon uh, brandy, I think. But still, same difference. So I, I got fucking ripped off from Nacho Punch. It's a good after pee before you wash your hands of beer. Ooh, that is a really good Black History Month beer. Yeah, it's the Ark of the Covenant Ale. Don't look at it. Oh. No! And now he's melting. No! No! I'll take a Bud Light. Get the f*** out of my bar, dude. Yeah, what can I get you? One Belgian dick, um... <laughs> it's brewed by slutty nuns in Appalachia. Uh, is this Gotham brewed? I only drink Gotham brewed. Let me get a big red Clifford's dick. Can I get a Nacho. Okay, so by the end of it, it, it was, I don't know, it was kind of worth it. I'll, I, will, I will post the video on the Facebook page, not the group. Uh, actually, maybe I'll just post them both. Fuck it. But I'll post that after the show, provided I remember. Uh, back to the chat here. Mitch said he has a bottle of the barrel aged. Uh, and <laughs> he's going to take an epic picture of it, and he hates the word epic. But Mitch, Mitch's photos are... there. There is no other way to describe them but epic. So, I mean... Mitch is awesome, you know? Um, I mean, come on, he sent me beer. Anybody that sends me beer is awesome. And you know, speak, Speaking of people people getting me beers, hopefully, hopefully I will be getting that bottle of uh, the Sam Adams Utopias this, yeah, this weekend, because today's the 21st, I'd be doing it on the 25th. I'm driving, driving uh, down to Philly to meet up with someone to get it. And provided that all goes down well, I will discuss that. Not on next week's show, because next week will be a replay. I'm sorry. Oof. But the following week. So, we'll figure that out. Um, <laughs> there's there's good Mitch love going on in the chat there. Even though Marianne just says that Mitch is only okay. I think both Mitch and Sherry are awesome. Because they listen to my show every week. They even listen to it in the car and I don't think anybody else does that. So I do really appreciate that. God damn it. Uh, what's my next article here? 
uh, and see, these fucking headlines were, you know, last week with left hand, I have no problem with left hand, but how, you know, they called an audible for, what was it, the, uh, when what's his nuts on the Broncos, whoever the quarterback guy is, was talking about Bud Light and they were offering him stuff. He's, ugh. I hate these witty... This headline, NFL flags Boulder-based West Flanders Broncos-themed beer. Stop trying to be witty. Just give us the goddamn news, you fuckers. Oh, Marianne says when she's driving the kids to practice, she puts me on. I'm sorry that I swear in front of your children, Marianne. <laughs> now I feel bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Sherry's not listening today, and she hates me. Oh, okay, well, no, fuck Sherry then. Whatever. So, uh, from West, Flan- uh, West Flanders Brewing in Boulder, Colorado... Uh, basically what they did as part of their weekly single keg series, they created a small batch beer combining their, why do they got to do this to me with the words, obfuscation, I I can't pronounce that when I'm sober, triple, and their angry monk, oh, wow, angry monk Belgian style golden ale. So they combined them. Marty Jones, a spokesman for West Flanders, said the brewery likes to have fun naming the small batch beers. Again, this is a small batch beer. Small batch, not even being bottled. Small batch, serving it there. And at the moment they came up, the, came up with a name for the beer, the brewery folks were having fun watching the Broncos win their playoff matchup against the San Diego Chargers. So in advance of their playoff game, that I'm, uh, let's see, this was back on the 16th, and I'm assuming they beat the Patriots, right? I think. Did they? I don't, I don't pay attention to football. What the fuck? Um, uh, the brewery named its beer Brett on the Broncos, an AFC champion style ale. We decided as soon as the clock ran out against the Chargers, um, the name is a nod to the Brettanomyces yeast used to make the beer. So there's the name there. Well, apparently uh, the... Um, oh shit, you know what? I had another link for this. Apparently, the NFL didn't like it, and let me see if I can find that other link. Oh, yeah, I got to click control. There we go. Um, West Flanders Brewing says NFL already sent it a cease and desist letter for the dubious Broncos beer. Boo. Um, Oh, okay, and Marianne says she listens after they're dropped off. Okay, good. Would have felt bad there that I was poisoning your children's brains. Um... To avoid any more unnecessary rough... <sighs> Boo! God damn it. it! Stop with the puns! This isn't even the goddamn news, people. This is the brewer. To avoid any more unnecessary roughness from the NFL, we called an audible... Ugh! Two in one sentence! And renamed the beer Omaha Omaha Brett. We don't think the folks in Nebraska will mind. The beer's new description is after formal complaint championship game ale. So still AFC championship game ale. There you go. Um, let's see. The letter from the NFL says West Flanders Brewing is, quote, engaging in unauthorized promotional use of the NFL marks, including inter alia, the AFC word mark and the Denver Broncos word mark and color combination in connection with the promotion of your business. 
it was a small batch beer from a keg. No one, at least no one within reason, was thinking that the NFL or the Broncos produced it. So it's kind of silly. I can understand wanting and needing to protect your trademarks and all that kind of stuff. This was one of those things where this seemed to be such a vague thing that the NFL didn't need to deal with this. I mean, how much do they pay their lawyers to do the cease and desist? It, it, it's ridiculous, but I don't know. I don't watch football anyway, so fuck the NFL. I don't care. Um, well, <laughs> speaking of more NFL-related news, Anheuser-Busch to air five ads promoting Bud Light and Budweiser during Super Bowl... XLV... Was that... I don't know. I can't do Roman numerals. Somebody else figure it out for me. Um... I, I don't even watch the Super Bowl, not even for the commercials anymore. I mean, that that was probably the closest I did. Can somebody tell me, does Budweiser still make memorable ads? I remember Budweiser having some kind of cool ads. Uh, it's not even like they need the promotion, considering Bud Light is the official beer of the NFL. <laughs> but it, spending all this money for five ads during the Super Bowl, I... I don't know. I don't understand it. And then, it, on top of that, Arnold Schwarzenegger is getting paid $3 million for one of the Bud Light commercials. Um, let's see. The former California governor has agreed to, in a, to a deal to star in the humorous beer ad, despite his personal focus on health and fitness. Uh, the Terminator star joins a long list of celebrities earning big money for Super Bowl spots, including Lawrence Fishburne, Danica Patrick. Yeah, she does one every year. She, I'm sorry, but, you know, to all you, you know, Car race watchers, Danica Patrick is not as hot as you seem to think. You're, yeah, as you seem to think she is. She is. She just happens to be a woman in racing. Uh, David Beckham, Ben Kingsley, and ooh, Scarlett Johansson. Okay, uh, that's that. That's better. That's better. Um, let's see what else. If there's anybody else, uh, Scarlett Johan. Oh, Scarlett Johansson is doing an ad for SodaStream. Yeah. Uh, wonderful pistachios has hired Stephen Colbert, and of course, GoDaddy is doing Danica Patrick. Oh, um, ugh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, are, are any, not even just the beer ones, are any of the Super Bowl commercials even worth it anymore? I, because I know now pretty much they all get leaked on the internet early anyway, and you can find them on YouTube, Hulu, whatever either before or after the Super Bowl. I, last year, I don't even remember looking up any of them last year because nothing, I don't know, wasn't there one with like some Darth Vader kid or something last year? I, I don't even remember. I don't even remember what the hell it was for. It might have been for a car, I think, possibly. I don't know. Maybe the Scarlett Johansson one will be worth it, but that's only because it's Scarlett Johansson. Um... So that that's that that's that. Um I'll I'll get into one like news story proper that I can actually uh ooh. Yeah, Hammy wasn't kidding. Uh right, not Hammy. Um uh Dennis talking about how this arm does have a tendency to squeak a bit. I think we have the same mic arm, but you guys don't give a shit. Come on. Uh I got this from the nextweb.com, which I don't know. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, looking at the other articles on here, I think it's a, a 
almost looks like it's kind of a more technology centric site, but I don't know. There seems to be a lot of everything going here. This has to do with something near and dear to many of our hearts. I know um, P Rock will be especially excited about this. P Rock from the Red Show on Wednesdays, uh, nine to eleven on More Like Radio. Coffee versus beer. Which drink makes you more creative? Now, the general gist of this article—it's an interesting article, but it spent maybe like the first half of it going into brain chemistry specifics, like. From a scientific perspective, creativity is your ability to blah, 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 blah. Um, talking about um, and neurotransmitters that I can't pronounce right now. Things like that. I, I don't need to get into all that. I don't need the sciencey shit with this. What I basically took out of this article, differentiating between the coffee and the beer, Coffee will ultimately fool your body into thinking that you have more energy than you actually do. And that's why it gives you that pep in your step. And it focuses you better. But if you don't already have that creative... Oh, wow. The at... Fucking hell, what am I... From Minnesota or something? Um, If you don't already have that creative streak, it's not going to make you more creative. It'll give you the energy. It'll give you the energy to produce but you're not necessarily going to have that energy to, you're not going to have that drive to create, if that makes sense. Drinking, on the other hand, will make you less focused and it puts your brain into a more free-flowing, you know, I don't give a fuck kind of attitude. You don't pay as much attention to the world around you. So the creativity centers of your brain, they're more free to roam and do what they want. So the better ideas themselves come from drinking alcohol instead of coffee. Pretty much, that's what the article says. I mean, it, it, it's it. It used a lot of I don't know. It, it it took too long to get to that point, in my opinion. But I guess nobody's gonna necessarily read it if it's you know one paragraph. You know, coffee versus beer. You know, which makes you more creative? Beer. Okay, that's it. it, it nobody's gonna read that article. So. Is there a way to mix the coffee focus with the booze creativity? Now, obviously, you know, somebody could say, oh, coffee stout. You're not getting the caffeine buzz from that. that that's not really how it works. Really, you got to think booze first for the creativity, followed by coffee for the actual execution of the idea. When you're drinking, write down that idea. Take notes on that idea. But, like, for instance... Say you have an idea for an amazing, I don't know, amazing image in Photoshop. Amazing combination of different things, you know, a collage of things. And you want to put that into Photoshop. Well, okay, fine. Write down that idea, though. Write down the specifics of it. I want to do this, 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 this. I want to put this with this, this with this. Don't go into Photoshop while you're still drunk. You are not going to have the precision to do it. You're going to fuck it up completely. You're going to see, oh, okay, that looks like shit. It must not have been a good idea and leave it at that. No, 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 no. Sober up first. Coffee will help with that. Drink the coffee. Coffee will give you that focus for the execution of the idea. I, you know, it, it, It's the same reason I find I get better. 
I mean, with with some of the video work I do, I get the better graphic ideas when I've been drinking, but I know better than to actually try and implement them when I am still drunk and or drinking. Problem is, I need to actually take notes on this stuff. I always fucking forget to write stuff down, and more and more lately... I've been keeping a notepad near me, keeping my phone or tablet near me so I can at least type in stuff and hopefully decipher it later from my drunken ramblings. But I don't know. I'm trying to think of other like creative flows that I've had. I mean, back when back when I was, I don't know, mid to late teens, I I would uh, I would let's see. Get back into the chat in a minute. Uh, back when uh, mid-teens, late teens, I would smoke a lot of pot. Pretty much, pretty much the year after high school, it was an everyday kind of thing. So, I remember we would have well, I guess what you could term as sleepovers, but it was really just more of a okay, we're too high, so let's just fall asleep here, kind of thing, and crash at you know somebody's house. And one thing I really remember is the creativity that was going in my head. Now, whether or not that was, whether it was valid creativity, I think there's a difference between the creativity you get from drink versus the creativity you get from weed. Just my opinion. But I had music kind of going in my head. Complete music and lyrics. Now, I can't write music. I can't read music. So I mean, I would have had no way to even get this down on paper or anything. But I remember that and that process going through my head. Now, would it have been anything good once I kind of straightened up? I don't know. Um, but that, that's, that's one instance that I can really remember where the creativity flows, but there's really no, there's no way to implement it, especially in that particular condition, if that makes sense. Um... Ooh, poor Mitch. He had to move a lot of stuff today. Military rental business got kicked out of the studio. Ugh. And, ah, Mitch took a muscle relaxer. Yeah, wait on the beer a little bit. Wait on the beer just a little bit. Um, Marianne has no work tomorrow. Lucky. I, I, seriously, I have no idea if, if, when I'm going to find out if I have work tomorrow. Um, I don't know. My, my work is not exactly great with letting us know. I mean, did it they did not close our work. I mean, I was off today, but they didn't close our work until noon. But there was one time I remember there was a snowstorm and I go in early. I'm there by 7. I get there at 7. Everything still seems to be open. Oh, wait, they decided to say, "Oh, you know what? We're closing the campus for today." Um and they decided it at like 7:30. Thanks a lot, and then I gotta drive all the fucking way back home. Um, Mitch's creativity flows whenever he's coming up with new ways to be mean to his friends. So he is creative every day, according to Marianne. Yeah, I don't know. Mitch, Mitch is a creative bastard, and if I didn't know better, I would think he really, really hates us. But no, he's just really, really creative when it comes to us. Um, let me actually look at my email here just to see update. Nope. That's top 25 oddball interview questions for 2014. That is not my work being canceled. Fuckers. They better tell me soon. Ah. 
you know what? I might as well hit break now because we're at uh, just about that seven o'clock point. Uh, a few things I got. I I am going to succumb to lists in the second half of the show. I apologize, but that's that's just the way it is. Uh, a couple of them from Cracked. This was actually one from a few years ago, but it's relevant. Five things nobody tells you about quitting drinking. Uh, from the LA Times, seven steps to becoming a better beer drinker. So, you know, I think the the theme here is don't quit drinking and become better at it. Uh, an article from Jezebel, which is that was it the uh, how, how do they caption it? Celebrity sex and fashion for women without airbrushing. Oh, but this is interesting. Apparently, some dumbasses called their beer mouth raper, and that seems to be a bad idea. Just my, you know, I I think I may actually agree with that one. Uh, one that I've been holding on to for a while that will probably hit tonight: the complete guide to craft beer at your local bar. And then a bunch of new releases. Wow, I think, well, not maybe not a bunch. One, two, three, four, five. Eh, five. You know, it's something. So, see what happens with that. See if I can get myself to the eight o'clock hour. I, I probably will because I'm. I don't know. Some something will happen. Something interesting will come up, and I'll be able to talk about it. So who knows? So I'll be back in a little bit here. Alcohol by volume on more like radio. Alcohol by Cheers. volume, Kevin oh, Show. Hey, it's hey. oh, the name down. of the show. Hey, more like radio, less like crap. Many of us grew up reading the works of Jules Verne and books like Treasure Island, great classic fantasy novels. I love reading fantasy, but most of the fantasy novels released today read like a role-playing game. I'm interested in characters and stories when reading fantasy novels, and I found a fantasy novel written with the story and the characters as the focus. The book is titled Daughter of Vengeance, and the author is David Timrick. David Timrick is a self-published author who has written several books, and they are all all top rated on Amazon. Daughter of Vengeance is a story about a young lady who's thrust into a world of espionage, betrayal, and murder. A survivor at heart, she befriends a master assassin who takes her as his apprentice. After years of training and careful planning, she begins her life as one of the king's many spies. Unknown to her, a plot has slowly been unraveling, which will not only destroy the fragile peace of the kingdom, but could descend the world into chaos and war. Can Michelle rise above the shortcomings and failures of her predecessors and set right the wrongs done centuries before? And will her life be the ultimate price she pays for the sins of others? You'll have to read Daughter of Vengeance by David Timrick to find out. So visit his website, davidtimrick.com, to buy your copy today. David Timrick, T-E-M-R-I-C-K, davidtimrick.com. Daughter of Vengeance is available on Kindle and in paperback. Listen to Unsigned Hype every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on morelikeradio.com. It's hosted by Sir Darkside, a.k.a. at DarksideRules on Twitter. Check out the show for dope interviews, exclusive releases from artists such as Brother Ali, Mally, Kelly Mays, Lex Leosis, MOA, and Aesop Rock. It doesn't get better than this every Tuesday night on morelikeradio.com. It's the Unsigned Hype. Unsigned Hype. Wednesday night at 11 p.m., tune into More Like Radio for two hours of wrestling talk 
on Markout Radio with Dark Fox and Friends. Fistful of assholes! Excuse me? Fistful of assholes? Really? You want me to say that? Just do the bit. <sighs> All right, you're such a diva now that you have your own show with guest host Punchy, Greenway, and whoever else shows up on Skype or in Fox's creepy basement studio. The smell of cum and beer doesn't make it creepy. Maybe not, but the fleshlight does. Listen, I have a healthy sexual appetite. Thank you very much. What are the anal beads for? Can you just do the bit? Ugh, fine. Jesus, and you wonder why people get Marianne to do the audio bits. Markout Radio live every Wednesday night from 11 p.m. Eastern on More Like Radio. This is it, the Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp. Something. Something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden, okay? <laughs> <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you <laughs> relapsed. Bird in hell, bull. Oh, my God. God, what are you I meant I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I I hope you end your life. Now get off the the microphone while I talk to my pal. Wait, why is that guy gargling? This is your morning wake-up call. Get up. It's how I get my morning started. They're my morning show. All right, here's a little inside info. They're not even real listeners. These are staged people, and you hear the same thing across the entire country. And that's why Hammy, Hammy, the true American, is going to serve his country and expose these hack shows for what they are. Only on Brainstorm Radio. Friday nights, 8 to 10 on morelikeradio.com. Talk Radio Meltdown. He just wrote a song, put it on an album. The album came out, went to number one, and a few weeks later, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, um, I'm gay, and uh, if you want to know why, listen to this particular track. Oh, so everyone did, fun. and they, they found out. It's like, oh, the song's apparently about how much he wants to fuck a dude. Okay. <laughs> that That's that's logical. <laughs> well, with the verse like, I want a dick up my ass repeatedly with balls touching my bum. Is that really the lyric? I'm not familiar with this band. (laughs) Talk Radio Meltdown every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on morelikeradio.com. Are you a fan of comics? What about obscure movies and TV shows? Well then, you are in luck because every Friday at Nerd Hour is here to talk about those completely and utterly awesome things. So join Punchy, Ariel, and now Cornax as we talk the things that people claim prevent you from getting laid but are balls anyway the nerd hour every friday night from 11 p.m to 1 a.m only on more like radio spoon on this episode of the daytime drama conti and kenny conti shows compassion for kenny's flailing comedy career there's especially in this area where we are the northeast there's 10,000 people that want to be comics that sort of do it here and there they wanted to not don't look at my schedule 
No, I wasn't putting you in that group. I've been doing it 10 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> not uh, Right now, I'm in a little... Not in a I'm, row. I'm, I'm <laughs> 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 yeah, you jerk off. The Conti and Kenny Show.com. If you weren't able to catch the last Hippo Juice show, here's what you probably missed. I would rather go one mile down the road than inconvenience men behind me. Mm-hmm. In my mouth, with my tongue, and testicles. Oh. The official I- statement is fag! Zach, um, uh, um, as far as your routine goes, um, how... You know, because do you ever, like, do, like, with, uh... Listen to the Hippo Juice Show live every Wednesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on morelikeradio.com. High Society Radio is now part of morelikeradio.com. Who's all part of the More Like the uh, more like Radio cavalcade of stars? Oh, who, who are you joining there? Oh, well, Hippo Juice, they're the the soul behind More right. Like Radio. And we're, we're jumping on there. High Society Radio, that is. What other what other kind of shows are over there, though? Oh, there's there's plenty. There's a there's just a roster that's ridiculous. There's 360 on 420. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman show. There's Ain't Social Gamer Radio. There's the Red Show. There's Daytime Divas. Okay, so you're not out there by your by yourself in the cold anymore. No, you're fucking with a family. Yeah, a real family, a family of gangsters. Take the edge off. MoreLikeRadio.com. It's like rap music you can understand. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Hey, this is Will from Tattoos and Touchdowns. And Espo, as always. Check us out every Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon exclusively on MoreLikeRadio.com. If you're ready for pro wrestling like it's never been seen before, pro wrestling meant for an adult audience, and pro wrestling where nobody says brother or tells you you can't see them, check out Combat Zone Wrestling, the most innovative, high-flying, hard-hitting, ultra-violent promotion on the planet today. Combat Zone Wrestling. Visit us at www.czwrestling.com. The Elvis and Alfred Show, Thursdays, morelikeradio.com, 5 to 7. I'm Elvis Cage. I'm Alfred. I'm Jameson. And on the phone? It's Bill. I'm phoning it in. Oh, he's phoning it in. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Half Penny Pub of Sayville. That's right. Punk rock music, independent music, and all the rest of the things that we speak about. Crazy party stuff. <laughs> Here on morelikeradio.com. And elvisandalfred.com, 24-7. Yeah! The Elvis and Alfred Show. Hi, welcome to Salon Twirls. How can I help you? Yeah, this is kind of embarrassing, but my wife wants me to be more kept down there. Any suggestions? Mm, well, I can see you're probably like South Islander, which means you've got a little shadow going on in the cracks. I'd probably use a bleaching cream, and you know the directions say apply once a day. I'd just go ahead and do three times: breakfast, lunch, dinner. Get it on the go. And what am I bleaching exactly? Your booty hole. Wouldn't that hurt? You might like it. You'd be surprised. Most guys like a little tingle down there. Sign me up. Listen to trust us with. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen to Trust Us, We're Hot every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. only on morelikeradio.com. A tub of lineup stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. Morelikeradio.com. Other internet radio stations are gay. That's not a thing, idiot. Oh, I stand corrected. Son of a... Bitches, I am pregnant! Yes! <laughs> Who can forget? With the bastard spawn of a total stranger. Okay, first of all... Cover your eyes and ears! You're not the boss of me! <laughs> What's that, Beaker? <laughs> oh my god, is Beaker not the best? Beep, beep, beep. And wait, what's his, uh, the name of... Brett! No, 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 leave me alone! Shut up, who's Beaker's boss? What? Beaker's boss! God damn it, I can't hear Brett? Well, he died doing what he loved. Getting shot. Archer! Who the hell? Shut up, it's on the tip of my tongue! What is? Beaker's boss! Oops, sorry. I was on Twitter. Don't mind me. <laughs> Promoting the show. Welcome back to Alcoholic Volume. If you would like to Skype in, Skype names Alcohol by Volume, all one word, or the phone number 862-345-7125. That's 862-Alcohol. Come on, you guys should know this by now. Of course, I don't remember the numbers. remember the words, but I don't remember the numbers. Oh, welcome Red Sox and P-Rock to the chat. I, I appreciate them joining in. Oh, dear God, Marianne. Let me uh, delete that there. Boop. <laughs> P-Rock is apparently injured. So I, I, I gave him nice words earlier tonight, right? I think I did. I'm almost positive I did. It, it, it at least was not mean words, and I promoted his show. Um, oh, Damn, how have I not heard about that? Marianne just posted this in the chat. This is Sam Adams' Escape Route, a limited release. What the... What? I... How did I... I... Ah! That completely... Well, pun here. That completely escaped me. Marianne, what kind of beer is it? I need to know. Because I cannot believe that I completely missed that. I, The newest one I remember coming out was Cold Snap. Um, Let me see here. Just in case. I don't know how much of a delay I'm on tonight. Sam Adams. Okay, back to the chat. Um, she says she is about to enjoy that beauty. Uh, oh, it is a Kolsch. Oh, damn it. I got to put in my... 8, 26, 79. God damn it. Uh, escaping from winter's darkness, this hazy golden unfiltered Kolsch style creates a fresh start. Our take on the classic hybrid style from Cologne, Germany, combines the subtle fruit notes of an ale with the smooth crispness of a lager. Ooh. With a bright, refreshing brew uh, to help escape those lingering cold days available beginning in January. I have no idea how the hell I missed that one. Um, Marianne, is that in... <laughs> Damn it, Marianne's not my new host, although I would not mind. Um, uh, it's, okay, it's a spring seasonal. Okay. I, I, I wasn't sure if it was in, like, a new spring case, because I would not be surprised at all if Sam Adams had already put out their spring favorites or whatever case. 
but I will not be surprised if they do put it in the spring case along with Cold Snap. Let's see the the. Wait, how old is P Rock? Seriously, how old is P Rock? <laughs> um, let's see the spring the spring case for Sam Adams will probably be Cold Snap, Escape Route, Boston Logger, of course. Um. Oh, damn. Um. Oh, uh, it, I would not be surprised if they put Rebel IPA in there. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Marianne does say it's in the spring case. Jesus, is that how, is that how you got it, Marianne? Because now, oh, I I barely got enough of my winter case. I need to get another one of the winter cases so I can enjoy that chocolate cherry bock again. Uh, Sam Adams Spring. Jeez, I feel like you know I'm off my game. I'm off my game. I don't know why that is. Uh, oh, Alpine Spring. Of course, they'll have, they'll have Alpine Spring in there. Well, I'm silly. Spring case 2014, maybe? Let's Google this shit up. What's in the Sam Adams Spring Brews 2014? Uh, let's see if uh, Marianne can beat my Google skills. Uh, <laughs> somebody's joking, saying, I think it came out in September. The zombie advocate. Ah, <laughs> you are. <laughs> no, you're funny. Uh, let's see. I saw it today in. Uh, okay, cold snap is in there. Um, escape route is in there. Boston lager. Oh, Irish red. Well, Irish red you can get in six packs, which Irish red is good. Um. Oh, apparently Alpine Spring is not one of them. Interesting. Okay. Uh, back to the chat. Okay, so yeah, Marianne got it in the spring case. God, God damn, how can... Uh, why are they releasing the spring case already? It's too early. Boston Lager, Cold Snap, White Ale. That's the new seasonal that replaces Alpine Spring. I should have realized that. Uh, Escape Route Kulsh, which is what Marianne is drinking. Maple Pecan Porter, which I remember as being quite delicious. Whitewater IPA, which with me trying to expand to more IPAs... I would drink it, and Irish Red, which is good. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for that. But I, I'm gonna have to get one more of the winner's favorite, or winter's favorite, winter favorites. Um, ooh, Rob has an Irish Red. God damn, Marianne, you are so lucky living with someone that will like un unabashedly brew beers. I mean, he he brews stuff without fear. Ah. Oh. That is that is awesome, yeah. The maple pecan porter. I think I had that last year at some point. That was that was a really really good one. What what I would love is if Sam Adams somehow created a case that was like it it, it comprised different ones from the different seasonals. So you would have like the ruby mild. You would have the chocolate cherry stout. You would have the maple pecan porter, which, you know what? This is going to sound weird, but I want to say the maple pecan porter was originally in the fall box. Maple pecan porter, Sam Adams. Was it in autumn? I want to say it was, but I'm not sure. Uh, Damn, damn, damn. They're talking about Winter favorites, maple pecan porter, spring thaw. 
because I know I've had the maple pecan porter, but I I want to say it was a lot more recently. Um, damn. Or no, it it wasn't in no it wasn't in the winter, was it? Is that possible? I really don't know. Damn. Ugh. <laughs> the other's an IPA from Rob. <laughs> oh wait, one has the Irish. Yeah, the other's an IPA. Oh wait. No, not IPA. They put the chocolate stout in. Oh, Rob does a fantastic chocolate stout. God damn. Um. Damn, I, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what case the maple pecan porter was in before because I'm positive that it was not available in six packs before. Sam Adams maple pecan porter case. Let's see if my Google foo will work with me. Uh, it's probably just gonna. God damn! It's probably just gonna bring up the uh, the new spring. Uh, da, 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 da. God damn! Google is letting me down today. Google is letting me down today. Um, I see people talking about the Winter Classics pack, but that wasn't it. Uh, if anybody remembers what case that was in before, it it. Oh, yeah, Marianne says she knows it was recent. It, it I, I want to say it was in the autumn pack because the autumn had Boston Lager. It had, um, it definitely had, it had Ruby Mild. You know, what, I should. Why don't I just do a Google search for Sam Adams Autumn twenty thirteen and see Sam Adams Harvest Mix. Pack lineup. No, oh no. Okay, you know what? The the autumn was Boston Lager, Oktoberfest, Harvest Pumpkin, Hazel Brown, and Latitude Forty Eight, and Ruby Mild. So shit. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was last year's Spring Pack. Damn, you went fast for that. Really surprised by that. Marianne says she thinks it was winter. So you know what? Let me look. Um, Sam Adams Winter 2013. It had to have been the winter. It had to have been. Um, here we go. This year's Sam Adams Winter Mix. No, because that had Boston Lager, Winter Lager, uh, Old Fezziwig, White Christmas, Juniper IPA, and Cherry Chocolate Bock. God damn, it had to have been last spring wow that is weird and let's see um p-rock wants to know if i was on an island with um yeah it was god damn god damn yeah marianne just posted last year's spring because white lantern was in that one double agent ipl which are not in alpine spring which are not in this one wow I I am surprised. It it just like Marianne, she felt like it was a lot more recent, just like I did the maple pecan porter. Um poof. Just shows you how quickly a year goes by. God damn. So like uh Pierrock was saying, Kevin, if you were an island with one, with one choice of beer and money was no object, how much of an asshole is Red Sox? Hmm. Well, let's see. How drunk am I? Let's see, have I finished my Belgian yet? Mm. Yes, I have. Well, I think it's I think it's all relative because I I happen to think Red Sox is an okay guy 
with streaks of asshole in him. Kind of like, you know, you can have, you know, you can have, say, you know, blonde hair with streaks of blue or purple. So I think overall Red Sox is, ah, how should we put it? Well, you know what? Red Sox is a piece of shit just like the rest of us. Can we accept that? I I think that's a good answer. We're all pieces of shit here. (laughs) Ah, but damn. Ah. Okay, what beer would I choose? Um. There's a desert island choice. This, this is a genuine tough one. And I I know I've posed this to myself many a time. I mean, desert island choices. I I know I've been able to like pick three usually, but pick one. I know I just sound like I was taking a shit there. I assure you I was not. Um, (laughs) see, Red Sox agrees with me. (laughs) Oh, for 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 a desert island pick, this doesn't necessarily mean it's my favorite beer of all time, but in terms of the most drinkable, everyday kind of beer for me. I'm going to have to go with Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. I know that's that's kind of a fallback for me, but I think that might be... But what if I don't want fruit? Oh, see, oh, God, P-Rock's getting me here. P-Rock's getting to me. Oh, I, you, you know, I almost might want to go with a non-flavored beer, so like n- not a stout, not a porter, not a fruit beer, something like that. And he said money's no object, but in this case, I, I almost might want to go with something cheaper, even though money's no object with it. Oh, this this is... T- See, P-Rock says Miller Lite is the answer. And you know what? I, I know I'm not a Miller Lite fan, but that's not a bad answer for, for a Desert Island beer. I mean, I, I assume you get like a near-infinite stock of it. So, yeah, drinkable and light. So, for my pick, I have a feeling I may go with, well, let's see, if I'm on a desert island, I'm probably not going to be caring about calories, so I I would say I'm going to go with uh, regular uh, Yingling Lager. That's my desert island pick. I, I really had to think about that. It's not my favorite beer, not even by a long shot. There are a lot of other beers I like more than that, but for a desert island pick, because it is drinkable and light for me. P-Rock goes with Miller Lite. I don't blame him for that. I'm going with uh, going with the Yingling Lager, regular lager. Not the Yingling Lite because I'm not caring about calories. And frankly, if I'm on a desert island, I'm gonna need the I'm, I'm gonna need the calories from the Yingling. Um, and at that point, I'm not gonna have to worry necessarily about filtering water because the Yingling will be safer than water. Um, yeah. <laughs> See, P-Rock says it's a decent answer. That that is that is a tough one because I know, I don't know, especially if you're if you're going to a desert island pick and you're going with three, you're always going to go with well, you know, I'm going to go with Founders Breakfast Stout. I'll go with a Beta Purple Haze, and then you'll go with like a safer pick because you're going to have that variety there. But if you're stuck with one, if you're stuck with one, you're not going to want something that is a specific flavor. There you you know there goes the stouts there goes the 
Um, there goes the fruit beer, stuff like that. Because I, I, I love Sam Adams cherry wheat. But I think I'd get sick of it if it was the only thing I was drinking. Straight up lager, go with that every time. Because I'm not going to get sick of that. So, Wow. I, I am a little drunk, I think. But that's okay. Because you guys like it when I'm drunk. Mm. Now I'm drinking my last Dragon Stout. Uh, and if you not have, you have not had Dragon Stout and you get it in your area, you got to check it out. Great entry-level stout. It's not heavy at all. It's brewed and bottled by uh, it's the uh, Desnos and Gettys, which they do Red Stripe. So same company that does Red Stripe. And original Jamaican since 1920. A little bit smaller bottles. They're 9.6 fluid ounces. So 284 milliliters if you're into that kind of measurement. 7.5% ABV. And it is a, it's a really nice, sweet entry-level stout. It's one of those things that I'll get every so often. I, I think I paid, I don't know, maybe like 10 bucks for a six-pack. Drank three of the bottles uh, at Brain Stew on Friday. And thank God I did because I probably would not have been able to handle all the cock and balls otherwise. And speaking of going back to the chat here, Red Sox says Peach would, Peaches would rather have Corona. P-Rock says he does like Corona. I realize I have not had Corona in a while. I think the last time I had Corona was in... Uh, damn it. And I don't remember the term for it. It was a margarita, but it had a bottle of Corona, and it was a smaller bottle of Corona, upended into it. It was at uh, Chevy's, that Mexican restaurant. Uh, I believe the one that, uh, the same uh, chain of restaurant that uh, J5 from Unsigned Hype, coming up directly after the show, works at. And I think Chevy's is awesome because I love their chips and salsa, and they do some very good Mexican food, in my opinion. Just my opinion. But um, I think that was the last time I had a Corona. And I used to love Corona. I I had to buy a lime to put in it. And I know I'm rambling, so fuck you. Um, Oh, and also in the chat, let's see. Red Sox says he finally tried Midnight Moon on Saturday. Is that the... Oh, that that is the apple pie one, which I... Where the hell do I... I do have it next to me. God damn. I'm realizing I have a decent amount of alcohol down here. I have I have two empty bottles that I'm kind of keeping. I have the Founders Breakfast, or the uh, KBS bottle. I have the Hitachino Espresso Stout bottle, because I like Japanese stuff, because I'm weird like that. And then I have a half-full bottle of the Lucid Absinthe. I have my mostly full bottle of the Midnight Moon Moonshine, because I bought that before my birthday debacle, and haven't really touched a lot of it but it does mix well with cola and I have uh, maybe about I don't know two thirds of a bottle of busted barrel dark rum uh, it's a Jersey or Jersey distilled rum so that's the alcohol I have down here and then everything upstairs but I'm curious Red Sox how did you like the midnight moon did you drink it straight did you mix it with something else the apple pie is a really good... It, the apple pie moonshine is a good flavor by itself. It's also really good mixed, in my opinion. Um, but while I wait for Red Sox on that, I'll, I'll, I'll get into this Jezebel article because I think I did over-prep today. Thank God. Whew. See how it... Uh, you, you guys that don't do internet radio have no idea 
how difficult it actually is being a solo host on a show, not having the other people to lean on. It is not an easy fucking thing because you got to be on the entire time. The only time I'm not on is when I'm on break and if I'm playing a video, like I played that uh, hipster ordering beer video earlier. Um, <laughs> fraternity suspended after throwing MLK Day party with watermelon cops. Okay, that's on uh, on Jezebel, but that's not related to this show. So, Okay, this article from Jezebel. Dude, mouth raper is not something you should call your beer. Now, I know I've defended other brewers, like the one in Canada, the head, was it um, La, La Petite Put or whatever, like a little slut, and then you know, the beer called Hooker, stuff like that. This one, this one's a little tougher because the word rape is a rough one to deal with and it's always going to piss off people. Um, let me kick back to, let's see, uh, let's see. Red Sox drank it straight, good burn, cinnamon flavor was a bit strong. And Little Matt is one, ooh, damn. Okay, Little Matt just posted a picture in the chat. It is of a shed slash bar. Believe me. If I had the means to do that, oh, I would do a show from that in a heartbeat. I would live in that thing. I'd I'd let my wife and kid live in the house. I'll live in that shed with all the booze. I'm fine with that. Just me. Um, Okay, so back uh, with this article here. Uh, Blogger Jeff Allworth at Beervana got a really interesting email this week about a beer that is apparently called Mouth Raper from the tipster Twitter user Oregon. I was at Beer Mongers about a month ago, saw that Hop Valley had a beer on tap called Mouth Raper IPA. Now, remember this. Or rather, remember this next bit. I had always known that beer as Mr. Or I'm sorry, MR IPA or Mr. IPA, but apparently the real name is, according to the bartenders there at Beer Mongers, Mouth Raper. That's what it says in the keg, and that's what it says in the bill of lading, according to said bartenders. I sent Hot Valley a tweet asking them to verify the name, but I received no response. In hindsight, I think my tweet was more accusatory than inquisitive, but the fact is they never responded. So my question is as follows. Am I right in thinking this is totally inappropriate and insensitive? Are Oregon craft brewers past the point where they have to be crass or tasteless when naming their beers? Um, let's see. Duh, 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 duh. Let's see, Allworth poked around on behalf of the tipster. Sure enough, the beer appears to be named Mouth Raper. Again, appears to be named. This is really like a... There there seem to be two sides to the story. I, uh, Allworth brilliantly, brilliantly summed up why it's kind of shitty to put rape in the name of your product. I think it's pretty clear the brewery gets how controversial it is, which is why it was so hard to track down in the first place. To answer Oregon's question, yes, it is totally inappropriate and sensitive, undeniably. Given that this is a brewery with a beard called Double D Blonde, they probably need to pay special attention to the way they think about and depict women. Now, okay, this is me here. Personally, I don't see a big deal with a beer called Double D Blonde. In my opinion... And I've never tasted this beer, so I couldn't say, but I, I would guess that it's a, a heavier blonde beer. Perhaps, you know, a beer with a bit more heft to it. Just my thought. I don't know. Um, but he did have 
a good point here. Here's a handy rule of thumb. If you would be uncomfortable explaining the name of a beer to your seven-year-old daughter, maybe it's not a good name. That is a fair enough point. Um, Maple Pecan Porter. Spring Pack. I want that Maple maple Pecan Porter. God damn it. Um, (laughs) Little Matt says, I'll live with the booze. If that doesn't make you an alcoholic, I don't know what does. Um, well, all the beer would that I drink, and I do a show about beer, that probably makes me an alcoholic, and the fact that my wife calls me an alcoholic constantly. If I am an alcoholic, I am a friendly alcoholic. Not necessarily a angry, rageful alcoholic. So that has to go some mileage, right? I think? Possibly? Right. Let me get back to the article. Um... Uh, let's see. One brilliant comment on Allworth's post from someone calling themselves Soggy Coaster also makes a great point. Clearly, that's a regrettable beer name, especially when women are a huge and largely untapped market for craft beer. Okay, that is true. That is true. But again, I'd like to think the women that drink craft beer aren't going to take a lot of things about craft beer too seriously. Now, again, I acknowledge that the word rape is a very loaded word. Um, It seems like the only time that it is not a loaded word is, and I I don't know if this is in specifically in kind of the toy community or collector community, when when the Transformers movies were coming out. You guys know I'm a big Transformers fan. When the Transformers movies, all three of them were coming out, there was a common phrase that went around. Now, Michael Bay directed the movies, and a common phrase was, Oh my God, Michael Bay has raped my childhood. And you'll see that with other collectibles or revamps of childhood favorites, stuff like that. So-and-so has raped my childhood. That actually, for some reason or another, seems to be the only acceptable usage of the term. I don't know why that is. So, putting it in beer, not acceptable, I guess. Um, it, it's, a, it's a very loaded word. Um, let me get back to the article here. I know, I go on, I go on tangents, but they're, they're usually related tangents, right? I think. Uh, a Beervana commenter named Jin who claimed he's with the Beer Mongers, the original bar where the tipster said he first learned the beer's real name, said, nope, this is all total bullshit. Sorry. So that's why uh, that's why this is, you know, potentially confusing. Um, ooh, Marianne just post... <laughs> Isolate this. Marianne just posted her box. Uh, the Spring Brews from Sam Adams, Whitewater IPA, Boston Lager, Escape Root, Cold Snap, uh, Maple Pecan Porter, and Irish Red. That is a good selection, so I'm going to have to get that. Red Sox says I've never needed Hammond to cut the feed, so apparently I'm not an alcoholic. woo <laughs> Okay. So, the guy that says he's with the beer mongers, that bar. I'm not sure which bartender you spoke to, but the info you cited is incorrect. On the bill of lading, we call them invoices in the biz, the beer was referred to, if I recall correctly, by the price tier. 
For example, half barrel of a high ABV one-off beer may be referred to as HV one-half BBL tier three, etc. And I'm also pretty sure the keg was labeled MRIPA. I did, however, have it on authority from a source at the source. Wow, that's redundant. That the off-the-grid street name was indeed Mouth Raper. I'm sure the TTB, I'll explain that in a second, would not allow this. So, MRIPA, or Mr. IPA, it became. Beer Mongers is not a child-friendly establishment, so we thought it would be fun to run it by the secret name. We would do so, We would do the same with Barley Brown's WFO IPA. That, I'm not quite sure what it is. Uh, and more people would be upset. It's the name of a beer. Let's not get all bent out of shape here. That is what I what I said about those beers in Canada. To be fair, different words. I will admit I'm being a little inconsistent with it, but uh, it it is such a loaded fucking word. I mean, it. Yeah, it's just the name of a beer, but it would. I'm 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 trying to think of. Um, let's see. I'm I'm trying to think of a I not not necessarily a proper usage, but a usage you could think of with this. Um, let's see. I don't know. I'm just I'm just, I'm just gonna come across inevitably racist with this. Let's see. Um, let Let's see if if somebody from oh, I'm gonna stereotype with this. Let's say a brewery down south decided to do a blonde ale. And um, decided to name it. Let's. They they decided to name it, Nigger Lover Ale. Thus, blonde. You know, a blonde woman loving a black gentleman. Yeah, it's just the name of a beer. Big deal. But that is such a loaded word, just like rape. Now, that is a much more loaded word than rape. True. But. Like I said, with that those Canada beers, you know, um, was it La Petite, whatever, like the was it the, the little slut or whatever, hooker, those beers, those those are not as loaded words, and they're they're kind of going for a certain thing with those beers. Fine, they're, they're kind of trying to be edgy. Fine, I think it is different than this one. However, this guy has a good point, and this is again the guy from supposedly from Beer Mongers. Rape is a violent crime, no doubt, but I think you can find a shitload of other beer names, especially IPAs, okay, that refer to murder, assassination, assault, etc. Do you think these are less serious crimes, or are you just overly sensitive to sexual provocation? I think this article is too aggressive for the nature of the issue, and it also seems like a pointed attack to your research and write a more informed article next time. It would be a more interesting read and seem less bullyish. I can understand where he's coming from with that, because, you know, a rape is a very violent crime. It's a horrible thing. Horrible thing. Is it more horrible than murder? Same level as murder? You can at least say it's the same level as murder because, you know, you're ending someone's life. Rape may be worse because you're not ending someone's life and you're leaving them with that trauma. 
but I'm not the person to assess that. But there are there are beers that are named for those other violent crimes. So who knows? Um, he, he has a really good point there in a weird way. Um, let's see. So from the article here on Jezebel, uh, whoa, shit just got real in the beer world. So if I'm reading this correctly, Jim from the Beer Mongers is basically saying the name sort of is Mouth Raper, but no, not really, because the TTB, which is the Alcohol and Tobacco, and this is the TTB, Tax and Trade Bureau would not allow that name to be used, so they just shortened it up. Not sure if that gets a brewer off the hook for wanting that name in the first place, though. Uh, and if I'm reading that part correctly, Beermongers is not a child-friendly establishment, so we thought it'd be fun to run it by the secret name. He thought it would be fun to run it by the secret rapey name at the bar. Okay, he kind of put that the wrong way by uh, by saying it would be fun to call it by the rapey name. Yeah, just bad, bad wording on that part. Mm. Yeah, because they're not child-friendly. What about being women-friendly or rape-victim-friendly? Okay, I can understand that. Um, but what if... Um, God damn it. I'm, I'm trying to remember... Uh, there, there is a beer that could come to mind that evokes the name of murder or assassination or something like that. Serve that at a bar. What if What if you had a, uh, someone that had a family member that was a victim of murder? Uh, then you could... But ugh, I I I ugh, I hate that I can't get past the fact that the word rape is so loaded when it comes to that. It it, it is very very difficult to to. <laughs> Poor Marianne, she's having problems with the laptop. Um, let's see. No comment yet from Oregon based. Brewer Hop Valley and the unfortunate and really fucking gross name, if that is in fact the name they chose. Uh, fact remains, there appear to be people in the beer community that think it's A-OK and probably sort of funny to call a beer mouth raper because LOL, it rapes your mouth with flavor, LOL. And anyone that has a problem with that name or using the word rape is just being overly sensitive. Uh, as more and more women get into the craft of brewing, perhaps it's a good enough time as any to seriously consider the message you might be sending, even with something you may think is meaning is as meaningless as the name of a beer. And honestly, I I have I ugh, I am really really torn on this because I want brewers to be able to name their beers whatever they want. Again, I will go back to that Canadian brewer. I'll go back to that that brewer in. It was either Australia or New Zealand that had that beer with the Hindu undertones on it. It's a beer. It's a beer. It's a label. It's a name. It's not directly impacting your religion, sensibilities, life. They could, I mean, if they want to call this, you know, Mouth Raper IPA, if they want to call it Bucket Full of Shit IPA, it's still going to taste the same. It's still going to go down your mouth the same. It's still going to get you drunk the same. So I'm still really torn on this because I I am strongly opposed to fucking with people's freedom of speech like that. However, again, it's such a loaded fucking word 
there are certain words that are just going to piss people off to the point where it's almost it, it's not worth dealing with them. It's not worth dealing with them. Certain words that you, you got to. Th- I mean, you got to think logically that it's just not worth the potential shitstorm that you're going to deal with when it comes to them. Yeah, it is probably you know something that is going to you know impinge on your freedom of speech. Um, okay, you know, in Red Sox, Red Sox, who gives a shit? It's a name. If you don't like it, then don't buy it. And that's what I was saying with the Canadian beer. That is, I completely, I got to completely agree with that. I think that is the side that I fall on with this. Because why is it okay, going back to my, you know, Transformer movie reference saying Michael Bay raped my childhood, why is that seemingly more acceptable than mouth rape or beer? Because it supposedly rapes your mouth with flavor. It has nothing to do with women, has nothing to do with a sexual assault. It has to do with the flavor of the beer and how it affects your mouth. And that's really what it comes down to. I mean, you know what it, little Matt says, there's freedom of speech, there's freedom of speech and then there's stupidity. Let me do this. Let me go to dictionary.com. Because I I want to see, okay, I guess it's Merriam-Webster. There we go. Uh, let's go for the word rape. Let's see what it comes up with here. Um, that's not the right one because that's an old world herb. Okay. You know what? There are two definitions. And the first one, I think this fits the beer properly. Yes, it says it's archaic, but it's still the proper definition. Actually, um, uh, you know, I take that back. Uh, the first, okay, I'm sorry. The first one, they say, it's a transitive verb to force someone to have sex with you by using violence or the threat of violence. Full definition of rape. Number one, archaic, to seize and take away by force. That does not mean it's any less valid a definition than number two, to commit rape on. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, wait. Well, uh, that's weird. Um, let's see, um, noun, an act or instance of robbing or despoiling or carrying away a person by force. Despoiling, that's a big one right there. And then number two on this, unlawful sexual activity, usually sexual intercourse carried out forcibly, blah, blah, blah on that. Number three, an outrageous violation. The word, okay, going over this, the word is fucking valid. The word is fucking valid. But, okay. And you know what? And then Marianne has a good point here, though. Can you imagine? Give me a tall rape. What you got on tap? We have rape. No one will want to order it. There's there's a certain division between the freedom to name it something and then the common sense to not name it something. And I, I was kind of getting at that earlier. You would not name a beer... Anything that had to do with and 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 if you're listening with kids in the car or kids in the house, cover their ears right now. Even though they, I've been saying fuck and everything, um, Marianne, I gotta pick me up some rape after tonight after work. Ooh, oh god, that's gonna be isolated, isn't it? God damn it! Nobody tell Rich. Um, 
you would not name a beer, you know, um, okay. <laughs> Marianne has headphones on. Good. Thank God. Say a German Kolsch. You would not name it Kike Kolsch. You're not going to have a nigger ale. You're not going to have a, a spick stout. Stuff like that. There's certain things, particularly when it comes to racial slurs, at least, that you're not going to do. But there was um, there was that beer from what is it, a town in Europe called uh, called Fuck or Fucking. I'm trying to remember what it was. But for for sake of example, you could have a um, say it was a stout from the town of Fucking. You could have Fucking Stout. Eh, would somebody get offended over that? Okay. okay. <laughs> Marianne says with a typo. I think that I think the typo was funnier in the first place. When I say bear, she meant beer, but I think bear is funnier. You wouldn't name a beer oozing diarrhea stout, and that's true. There is there is a bit of common sense when it comes to this. So you wouldn't name a beer oozing diarrhea stout. That's not appetizing. A you know a a. I'm trying to think of more late racial slurs. Um. Uh, let's see, a, a dot head double bock, a, come on guys, give, give me more slurs here, I'm, I'm not as racist as you think I am, um, fuck, a, I don't know, is, is, is kraut racist? Kraut Kolsch? That would work, because a kike Kolsch wouldn't necessarily make sense, because you're mixing the Jewish with the German, um, The, the one time in the day I can't think of racial slurs. What the, uh, thank you, Mariana. Porch monkey lager. Exactly. There we go. Th- that, that is a perfect... Th- that's a perfect example right there. You could name a beer that. You may have some weird reason for naming it that. But you should probably know better than naming it that. Just my thought. Rape is one of those words that true you can name it there's really nothing wrong with naming it that way but you probably shouldn't simple as that um you know and marianne was also right with you know oozing diarrhea stout it's not appetizing you go with a you know racist name beer that's not gonna be necessarily appetizing either because you know yeah, Red Sox wears P-Rock when you need him. I know, where the hell would P-Rock go? God damn it, he would have been able to help me here. But, you know, unless you're with a bunch of friends... Uh, I'm going to be stereotypical again. Unless you're with a bunch of friends down south, you're going to be like, oh, what you drinking there? Oh, I got a porch monkey lager. Little Matt, so, you know, this nigger stout creates a fine mocha head. <laughs> oh, God. And that is actually pretty funny. I give you total kudos to that, little Matt. But y- you get the idea with that. There, there, there's, there's freedom of speech, and there's. <laughs> oh, okay, Marianne wins. Jigaboo Shandy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'd like a, I'd like a uh, Jigaboo watermelon wheat myself. <laughs> God damn! Welcome to the racist hour of uh, alcohol by volume here. I'm trying to. Fi- oh, guest four two five three six nine came in just in time for racist. I'd like to know who that is because now I'm scared as to who that is. Shit. 
Uh, you know, I'm not... <laughs> fuck. You know, I'm going to bump into... I, I'm going to hold off my list and stuff because, see, I really I really carried that. I really carried that well. I did not need my list. I just go to racism. I go to racism. <laughs> it works, apparently. <laughs> oh, God damn it was J5. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Host of unsigned hype coming up after this. I love you, J5. Oh, oh, god damn. Oh, god damn. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that was, that was, that was, uh, that was, that was far too priceless, too. <laughs> oh, can't write this shit, people. You can't write this shit, people. I'm getting into the new beer releases, so I have prep for my next show. Woohoo! Uh, new beer releases and reveals for the week. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. They are going 16 ounce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dark Side says good times. Red Sox is crying. Marianne says timing is everything, and she's crying too. I, I'm crying a little bit too because that was just. That was too goddamn perfect. <laughs> oh, I can't top that. Okay. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. They're going with 16 ounce cans. Um, I think I got, I think I, wow, holy shit, that's a big image. Why the hell is that such a big image? Um, do, 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 post this in the chat here. Okay. These are the 16 ounce cans. So all 50 states are going to be seeing four packs of the 16 ounce tall boy cans of Sierra Nevada's flagship brew. I wish more brewers would do pint cans. They're convenient and they're very tasty. These are going to be releasing the third week in January, which I believe is now. So you might be able to see these on your shelves or in your uh, liquor store cooler. One of the few pale ales that I definitely do genuinely enjoy. Uh, Let me close down these other tabs. Uh, Close down that one too. Okay. Uh, Next one on the list here. This is from Allagash. They, uh, they They do some good... Some good uh, Belgian beers. This is their Saison Belgian style ale. Traditional Saison with herbal highlights and a rustic dry finish, as you know, a good Saison should be. Uh, let's see. Official announcement has not yet been made, so Allagash is still kind of keeping this under their cap. It'll be available in four packs of 12 ounce bottles. I think most Allagash stuff is kind of like that, unless it's in the uh, larger bottles. 6.1% alcohol by volume. This next one uh, that's coming out, I honestly don't know if I get Odell's Brewing out here, or Odell Brewing out here. I hope I do, because this one I would love to try. It's Odell's Lugene Chocolate Milk Stout. Personally, I think we need more chocolate milk stouts out there, and Honestly, I just want more milk stouts in general because that is one of my favorite styles. Um, let's see. From their release, if you've ever been to our brewery, you've likely seen the old beat-up truck that hauls away our spent grain. That truck belongs to Lugene, who's been feeding his dairy cows the hearty malt for over a decade. Named in his honor, Lugene Chocolate Milk Stout is brewed with milk sugar and milk chocolate. The rich and creamy brew reminds us of a cold glass of chocolate milk in our hometown Aggie Roots. 8.5% alcohol by volume, 12 ounce bottles available late January through April. So we should be seeing that soon. And 
Thank you, Marianne. Marianne in the chat says, I so needed my dose of ABV tonight. You made me laugh so much, Kevin. Thank you, Marianne. I I feel better that... Honestly, the first half of the show, I felt like, I don't know, my, my flow was not there. And I said it in the chat. I felt like I just was not... I don't know. I wasn't hitting it. I was losing something, but I think I picked it up in the second half. So thank you, Marianne. I appreciate it. Uh, see this one from New Belgium. And I don't believe I get New Belgium out here, which makes me sad, but I believe New Belgium... Well, I know I've seen New Belgium, like uh, I've seen Fat Tire in Michigan when I've been out there. And I'm almost positive New Belgium is available in Florida, but I'm not 100% sure. So... Uh, Maybe I'll grab some of that when I'm out in Orlando next month for Royce and Marie's wedding. This is Snapshot Wheat. It's brewed with the lactobacillus, which is used for sour beers. It's actually going to be a year-round <laughs> year-round offering where the sourness is toned down to tartness instead, blending a wheat beer with the lactobacillus fermented version. Let me kick back to the chat. Red Sox says he never wants to hurt my flow being off again. He loves... He said, excellent show, sweetie. And uh, J5 says, the blacks say I'm welcome. Yeah. I I, I, I I gotta thank the darkies for it. Goddamn, guys. Wait. Shit. That was racist, wasn't it? Fuck. Is that, is that the, is that the uh, solution to my show? Just if, if I'm lost, go racist? Is that really it? Maybe? Possibly? I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't feel good about that. Anyway. Um, the level of sourness with Snapshot. Uh, New Belgium said, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's going to be closer to a 2 or a 3 as opposed to their La Folie, which is a 9 or a 10. Uh, New Belgium, they they know their sours. So I would think this should be worth it. I wish New Belgium came out here. <laughs> um, it adds a new challenge for them because their sour beers are ordinarily done in wooden barrels and bottled in a separate system. Uh, they're going to be distributing in the last week of January, 12-ounce six-packs, entering cans, oh, cans, in February, which is a rarity for sour beers in the U.S. 5% alcohol by volume. And Little Matt, I'm not a rapist. I'm not a racist. I am a racist rapist. No, I am not a racist rapist. The Adventures of uh, Todd Margaret. If you haven't checked out that show with David Cross, fantastic, hilarious. Last one, Uinta Tinder Rock Beer. I love my rock beers, so I'm always going to promote the shit out of them. Uh, so I've had some other stuff from Uinta's Crooked Line series. This is another part of it. It's pretty good stuff. Bottle conditioned, alcohol by volume of 6.5%. Hitting shelves late this month is a limited release, and in, in keeping with Uinta's Crooked Line tradition of supporting local art talent, the label art was produced by Leia Bell, who also did their Tilted Smile and Sea Legs labels. So with that, somehow I've gotten to 8 o'clock. I have no fucking cl- Wait. God damn it. I have no idea what just happened. Oh, what, what, what did I just say, Matt? I have no idea what I just said. Shit. Oh. They're isolating me saying something about being a racist rapist. God damn it. So with that, um, like I said, anniversary show is on hold for next week because uh, I got my shoot next week. So hold off to the first week of February for some vodka drinking goodness. We will do that. 
Check out the alcohol by volume beer tasting list, tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting. And while you're checking out tinyurl, check out tinyurl.com slash sit in my piss for the full uncensored video of last Friday's brain stew, uh, brain stew bowl shenanigans. Check out what we're talking about the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the Facebook group. Wait, I'm sorry. Like the Facebook page. God damn it. Facebook.com slash MLR Alcohol by Volume. Follow me on Twitter at E-D-I-C-I-U-S or the show Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. Look me up on Untapped Alcohol by Volume, all one word. Coming up next, J5, who's in the chat right now, unsigned hype, followed by Dutch and Royce. I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. But she's got pretty party dresses, many, many dresses. She's in these eyeglasses, 